Bright Bird chicken sandwiches. All right. But you know what? That needs to be a thing. Yeah. It should be. It might be. Yeah. Who knows? All right. All right we are rolling. Are we? Yeah. Let me pull up some sound effects here. <laughs> Do you uh, know where you're going with those? Yeah, probably. probably. Is this the Shania Twain one? Does <laughs> it say Shania? I thought it said Shania on it, but we'll find out. All right. Rolling. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Eric Stahl. And I'm Daryl Scott. Welcome to the auto podcast that loves end-of-the-year lists. That's right. On this episode of Throwing Wrenches, well, everyone loves lists, and so do we. Are you ready for our top ten this year? I know I am. All that and more coming up on this episode of Throwing Wrenches. I hope it's I hope it's Shania. <laughs> Play that funky beat, Daryl Scott. All I did was hit a button. I hit the right button this time, though. Thank you did. No Shania Twain involved whatsoever. But we were both eagerly waiting for her to show up. <laughs> Secretly wishing for Shania Twain to make an appearance. Man, I feel like a woman. She's anyway. Good. She's touring. She's is touring. She? Yeah, I'll tell is. you what, that documentary, watch that, and you'll have a new appreciation uh, for that woman, I'll tell you that. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. We're not going to talk about Shania Twain all night, maybe oh, just a little bit longer. Sorry. Uh, if you want to join in on the fun of the show, make sure you e- email us at info at thrownwrenches.com. I love when we get those emails. We had a couple mm-hmm. here in the last couple months. And uh, just guys loving about their cars, and they love talking about just hanging out in the garage and listening to us. Oh, yeah. So, so, I mean, I feel like I'm in so many garages anymore. Uh, I think we are. I think uh, I th- hopefully we're helping. Hopefully we're we're nice background noise. Uh, sometimes I think maybe they you know they are living the same uh, lives that we are, and probably they're just waiting to get whipped when they get inside the house because their wife probably has similar uh, similar <laughs> issues and maybe demands that our wives have, and we haven't done the housework, but yet we spend all night in the garage. Where have you been for two hours? Um, working in the garage. Yeah, yeah. You know that car you love as much as I do. Uh huh. Yeah. Or just listening to this terrible podcast. Did you sell the Scion yet? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's almost done, honey. Yeah, it's almost sold. <laughs> just putting the second coat of wax on now, Mr. McFly. All right, and also, give us an iTunes review. Folks, I just double-checked the other day. I didn't check it tonight. There may have been a new one, but I doubt it. It was May 31st, I think, was the last review on iTunes. It's been a while. And it's funny, Apple uh, you know, sends us some, some stuff. Say, all right, hey, look at this. 10,000 people listen to your show, you know. Back in November, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Amazon sent me out one and said, 10 people listen to your show. And I think Google sent me out and said, like, two people listen to your show. I think <laughs> that maybe Apple is a place that people listen to podcasts. I could be wrong. But from everything I'm seeing, from the data research that the Throwing Wrenches media team has put together for me, uh, it, it appears to me that Apple still is the strong suit here. That's right. The digital Steve Jobs flavored straw that everybody sucks their podcasts content from. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. That's where it's at. Or you could actually just listen and stream from the website. We do have a little bug, though, and I do want to admit this. Oh, what's that? This is a known issue, and our crack team of tech support is on this. Mm. Uh, from Facebook, you actually can't – if you click into uh, the Throne Wrenches website. Oh, does it shut down when Facebook – closes no there's some weird stuff where like if you try to play from the pop-up player mm-hmm. on the website mm-hmm. and in the facebook app 
doesn't work. Facebook browser. Yes, it's uh, maybe the Zuck wants to like translate it and hear it and make sure it's you know it's <laughs> it passes muster exactly. I don't know, but you can always download it. But seriously, the Apple Podcast interface is great. It always plays there. There's no latency. It's it's a really good uh, thing to do, even if you're not an Apple fan. Yeah, hey, you do whatever you want, folks. I'm just telling you, if I'm looking for reviews, I think Apple's still you know the king of the hill. It is. It is. So, uh, info at thrownriches.com. Let us know what you think of the show, or just better yet, just put. Put a review out there. Thank you. Hey, normally this time of the show, we talk about our hosts. It's a Christmas episode, so, uh, you know, I'll save us the grief of that. You know, Daryl Scott, he's a great guy. Uh, What I did want to talk about, though, is I was not here for the last show. No. And, I mean, you and Gabe carried the show, talked about it was the Corgi truck or whatever the heck that thing was you picked up. (laughs) It's it's a Coney truck, but yes. Coney, okay. It's like the size of a Corgi, but, uh, you know, it's 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 cute like like, a It's like a British die cast from Japan. Uh, but the Hammerschlagen, uh, yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, maybe we should do that on the show sometime in the pre-show. Honestly, I had we both had more fun playing that stupid game. I've <laughs> never heard of it. It's one of those things that you come back here and you're like, "Oh, you guys ever heard of Hammerschlagen?" And everybody's like, "What are you? What are you talking about?" And the pull tab things and all this stuff. I mean, dude, it sounds like a great time. Minnesota is a is a very special place, Harry. <laughs> and uh, hopefully someday uh, we can Gabe and I can. You know, when we finish setting up our commune in yeah. beautiful Stearns County or whatever the hell it is. I mean, is. we could make a little Minnesota here in my backyard, right here on, on the riverbanks, We right? could. And actually, we have some of other uh, Gabe's other creations <laughs> just nearby. My, my wife reminded me the other day. Did she? Yeah, she did. We have an amphibious vehicle. Yeah, that when's we could Gabe going to get that out of the garage? I'm like, it's not taking up any space. And she was sure that we could tuck my daughter's RAV4 in the same space as that. Probably. Uh, no, it doesn't fit. The 6x6? Six six? Yeah, no. It's no. close. I'll give you that, but uh, no. Well, it's got a rebuild carb. It just I forget what it needs. I think it just needs a battery and some cables. I and... think it really needs to be pulled out in the sunlight in the spring. Yeah. And we all just sit there and work on it for about four hours, and we'll get it running. Deal. Yeah. And then we can go drive into the Mackinac River. <laughs> exactly. Together. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. Well, it is a Christmas show, but it wouldn't be Christmas without talking about our sponsors, Daryl Scott. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, hey, is that Santa? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear the jingle bells. Anyway, Fort's Toyota Pekin, they've been there since the beginning. Fort's Toyota Pekin's a small, locally owned new car, used car dealership in North Pekin, Illinois. They say they're 15 minutes from anywhere in the Tri-County area. They sell new and used Toyotas and pretty much any number of other stuff you want there. They also have a pretty great service department, I've heard. I should know, Daryl, because... Is it's top ten ranked in the Chicago region for customer service? Hey now, I'll take I'll take that accomplishment since I am the service manager. Anyway, what was that a little? Is there something coming? I that might this, be a, I a sound effect coming. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Oh, oh. no, wrong one. I think somebody added something here. There we no, go. No, no, man, this is a dis- oh, thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. Wow. Golf clap. That one's called golf clap. That's about the same award I got from Toyota. Anyway. No, Fort's Toyota a Pekin. You can find them on the web at www.toyota-pekin.com. You can find them on Instagram and all the social medias at Fort's Toyota. Check them out today. And uh, inventory has never been better. I think we have more new cars right now than a lot that we've had in the last two years. So nice. check it out. Nice. Also, a uh, special thank you to Gabe Casey. Uh, we do appreciate his longtime support of this program, but also he's just an all-around swell guy, and we appreciate you uh, uh, taking the time to sit in and uh, and help help. Help carry, carry the carry show. Carry the show. Seriously. Yes. Yeah. It's not fun. The weight. Just the weight of this show. He puts it on his shoulders. He does. Very broad shoulders. They're kind of narrow. They're, they're, 
<laughs> Less hairy than mine. Uh, that's weird. Anyways, speaking of feedback and people who like the show, um, even though we haven't had any new reviews, we have had a little bit of uptick in social media activity, some chatter, mm -hmm. if you will. Uh, we put a post out recently that uh, talked about what you'd like to see Santa wrap a nice little red bow on. Do you have that up right now? Can you pull I, up? I can pull it up. Because you do yours, and I'm going to pull up my Facebook post on my personal page because a lot of people post on mine as well. I saw that. So you know those, uh, I think it's like Lexus and Mercedes has one. I think Buick was doing them too. Oh, the, the ad with the... Uh, the commercial where you... Yeah. 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 Oh, what's, what's under the... What, what's the Lexus ad campaign for the... The, the, the season? season to remember yes, or something right. like That's that, right. right? Yeah. So everyone remembers these where you have a, a very well-affluent well-to-do couple and this brand-new car with a red bow sitting out in the driveway. It's like a $100,000 car. And everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't have. And my wife is always like, that never happens. Well, first of all, it never happens in our house because we're, number one, poor. But second of all, like that's a major purchase. Why wouldn't you consult with the other person before oh, dude, you sign a lease agreement? I, I did buy a car one time without my wife's permission. How did it? <laughs> oh, that did, that didn't go well. She was like, "Why'd you do that?" I'm like, "We talked about it." And I work at a dealership. Yeah. I, I mean, I lived in fear in my bed for like a week that I might have a knife in my back. It she was, might smother you with yes, a pillow. She was not happy. What car? What car did you buy? We bought like an old Sienna van. It was. Yeah, we traded for it, and I we had kids. I'm like, we. I Here thought, it is. Yeah, there's nothing sexy about going to the dealership and driving a Sienna, so I just bought it. Yeah, oh, and yeah. that didn't last. No, it didn't. Anyway. Long. That's right. Anyway, so serious question: What kind of car, truck, SUV would you want to magically appear in your driveway this week or this holiday season with a big red bow on it? And how come people can't just take it at that? There's other people like, well, I got my car paid off, so I'm not buying a new car. It's a Christmas present. Santa Claus just showed up magically and yeah. throwed this throwed this thing. He just like dropped it down your chimney. Now it's sitting in your living room. Enjoy the friggin' Lexus. Okay, that's right. That's right. So we have some really good contenders. Uh, Isaac actually said a 1962 Lincoln. Buick Special, which is a beautiful car. He put a nice picture of it, kind of a chip foose like hot rod that version. Was cool looking, yeah. Um, Steve Brown, downtown Steve Brown, longtime friend of the show. Yeah, what is that thing? That's uh... that's like an early seventy, like a seventy and a half to seventy three Camaro with the the split bumpers. Camaro, Camaro, like a <laughs> yeah, really <laughs> awesome, so cool. Anyways, it's a it's a kind of a resto mod, almost like a pro touring yeah, looking Camaro. You know what? It does look like something Joe Rogan would have made. Beautiful car, and probably something that'll be a nice cross country tour. Great, great selection there. Uh, somebody else said, it looks like Jay Robbins said, hey, 2023 Prius, all-wheel drive, baby, because uh, uh, that's just a cool ride. Who would have said Prius but a listener to this show? So God bless you. <laughs> hey, it's not bad. Uh, Kelly, actually, Kelly, the dude, actually said AMG GT Black Series would be nice. And that's like a super dude, car. Dude, that's like that's, a, so the Black Series has that like special paint, right? It's got all kinds it's of like stuff. stealth mode, like Magnus won't stick to it. it the, I'll tell you what, it's got the wing. It's got the. This is one of those. I think it's like a six three with like a supercharger or something. It's it's one of Mercedes high high watermarks, if you will, in the last ten years. Yeah. Uh, excellent pick there. Um, Jay also said if if the Prius didn't stick, he said he would settle on a 1983 Dodge Rampage five speed. And I'll tell you what. I was surprised. Okay. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Oh. No. Whoa, that's, wait, no. Are, <laughs> why is that? Man, you're so insulting and condescending. No, I mean, hold on. It's the wrong one. There we go. All right. That's for you, Jay. Sorry. I'll get it right one of these days. I, can we get in the mixer? 
I want to get us each our own mixer, and they're going to go into a separate mixer. So we'll have three mixers on the show. We just all have our stupid hotkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, the the Dodge Rampage. Do you remember those things? It's like a little mini El Camino. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, I just watched a show where the and there was an orange Rampage was the star vehicle in it. Was it like a marble thing? No. Oh God, it's going to come to me. In the my wife and I just watched this movie the other day. Okay. Anyway, well, it, get back it, to us on that. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's a long forgotten one. And props, Jay. Uh, Eric, you actually picked something that was uh, was that a front runner from the last auto show season? No. So it was the the SEMA Toyota truck, and it was I think I don't remember what they called it, but it was a camper that was built on the back of a new Tacoma and Tacozilla. Tacozilla, exactly. Yeah. It has a snorkel on it. It's got the bronze wheels. It's got basically bronze stripe package on it. It's a good looking white Tacoma. But here's my thing. A lot of times I'm guilty of picking old cars because there's just a, a nuance and something special about old stuff that I, sure. I find kind of cool. But I figured if Santa Claus is showing up, mm-hmm. I'm going to get something a splurge vehicle, right? Yeah. yeah I think it's only that, fair. That, that Tacozilla is my splurge. That is nice. It's got the stripes. It looks like something from the 70s that, that, that grew into something cooler. Yes. Uh, and I really, I Dude, really I, I just look at that truck and I just like make plans to go somewhere. And the nice thing, it's hard-sided, so you won't get eaten by a bear <laughs> in the wilderness when you're camping. Exactly. Awesome. So anybody else yeah, from here? Yeah, so I had a couple friends here. Uh, so I shared this on my personal Facebook page, and uh, Eric Stout, he's a total Chevy apologist. He put down a Z06 C8, spicy vet, he says. Brian Newkirk, 1969 RS SS Camaro convertible with a manual transmission, please, and thank you. Is that Santa Baby? Is that the song? Is that the car from the song? Um, it was actually a Cadillac convertible, light, light blue. blue, dude. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Jinx! That was the weirdest. Yeah, light was, blue. Yeah, is that Eartha Kit? Yeah, Eartha Kit. Yeah, that's the classic version of that song yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, Aaron Raymer, um, a fan down in Lincoln, Illinois. He said a 2023 Forerunner SR5, uh, just a basic package of forty two thousand, be dead simple and. I agreed, but I said maybe walk it back a couple of years and avoid the um, the lane departure and the brake assist, and that might be a better truck. And he agreed with me. Like a 2017? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Megan, she said a Jeep Sahara Rubicon, but she's got kids and probably something like an Odyssey Sienna Suburban Sequoia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, life stinks sometimes, right? Trivi- trivializing. All of those are fine. Yeah, it's Larry, a fine choice. Larry said a Toyota truck fully loaded. I think a lot of my fans of my version of the show like toyota's don't you think mm-hmm. and then richard my uncle richard said a bmw i8 yeah there you go that's i mean if santa's dropping off a car you know katie bar the door let's just let's just get what we want right uh the msrp and that's pretty high but you know santa's, santa's <laughs> it looks like a hyper car what i don't know what that car is is it electric or is it a, i think it's electric i okay. believe so uh it's actually a pretty pretty slick little machine Actually, not little. It's a good size, but uh, yeah, great, great picks all around. I yeah. think we've we've kind of run the gamut a little yeah. bit of everything. Totally fun. I appreciate everybody playing along those games. And yeah, I, you know, when I've been down in Memphis, I've tried to like post some extra stuff on there, knowing that I'm not going to do shows. I'm like, all right, it's kind of fun to get some feedback. Yeah, and it's great to see people involved on the Facebook page. So yeah, hop in there. All right, so we come to that section of the show here. We're going to structure this kind of like a, a regular show. Kind of, but not but really. Not really. Yeah. Do you want, uh, do you want, 
Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm just going to say projects. What uh, what's been going on? You've been you've been here in Illinois for a couple weeks now. Yeah. What's uh, what's cooking in your neck of the woods? So not a whole lot for me. I, so when in, when the project section came up, I kind of put some notes in here. I want to talk about tales of of Throne Wrench's Christmas Pass. Oh boy. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, uh, this is our fourth Christmas show. Is it really? Is it right? Yeah, that's I think we had I think we had one that was kind of a stumble where we, you and I told stories and you told the story about losing the Christmas tree on Cicero. Yeah, dude, that's still one of my favorite stories. Just knowing your dad, knowing you, knowing an Astrovan or, or GMC Safari, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and knowing you lost the tree on the road, dude, that still makes me laugh. And it's it's a great story. Yeah, thank you. I, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, my wife and I we were at Lowe's the other night. And we saw, I, I swear to God, this was like the most mint safari van I've ever seen in my life. What? Yeah. Here in town? Yeah, in East Peoria. And I was like, does Daryl know about this vehicle? Did yeah. you chase them down? No, I thought about business it. Business card. Like, and I could get, you know, somebody, if I had somebody's license plates, I could look it up and see who they are. We could probably find out. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you on here, bro? <laughs> Where you at? <laughs> exactly. But, no, that first show was great. And then the second show, I think we did... Uh, songs. Do we do like uh, it was all automotive songs? The theme was you know show up and these are your top ten car songs. That's right. Yeah, and uh, that was a pretty good show. But then the last one we did movies, and we said bring in your car movies. And then I don't know, man. I, I still <laughs> I still think like, this is the worst show. Ever. I still think the driving Miss Daisy. I just uh, I, I I don't know. You know, I got a couple people. I, I say couple. It's <laughs> it's like five people that gave me a bunch of crap about that. <laughs> But I'll tell you what. Rightfully so. It's like the whole Die Hard is a Christmas movie it or is. isn't. It is. It is. Lethal Weapon. It is. Okay. Driving Miss Daisy is a car movie. I don't care what you say. It has driving in the okay. title. Okay. Period. That's, that's fine. All right. But that'd be like Downton Abbey is a car movie because there's some great classic cars in that. Yeah. And the one guy, what's his name, got killed in a car crash. Oh, yeah. The Matthew. Uh, man. I, I don't Matthew remember. Crowley. I'm just, I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't watch it. But he might. Well, it, no, it, I think I cried that day. He too. rolled over in like a three liter Bentley. How dare he? <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. I'm such a nerd. I'm yeah, so, yeah. How do you know that? Well, I don't know. I just read it in Cliff Notes somewhere. You know, read, yeah. read it in the Star. Driving Miss Daisy is a great movie. It happens to be a car movie. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, anyway, so that was fun. But <laughs> yeah, sure it was. Anyway, what. This has been a trying year, to say the least. And uh, you yeah. guys, you've done a great job with with Gabe holding everything together. And I think it was kind of a bit of a hustle. I mean, we're literally recording the show on December twenty first, and I'm going to rush it to production. We'll get it. We'll get it out here by the weekend, uh, so everybody can enjoy it when they go to grandmother's house. But um, it was like, do we want to do like a heavy multimedia show? You know, what what would be the idea? Did we run out of ideas? Well, we never run out of ideas. Never. I'll tell you this. If you listen to the pre-show, oh, you'll, you'll know that Daryl and I are not out of ideas. I mean, if anything, we could probably here's, – here's what would happen. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that, like, we got snowed in here. Tonight, snowpocalypse is, like, going to start tomorrow, but maybe it started early. And Daryl and I had to, like, stay in this house for, like, a month because it was, like, 10 feet of snow outside, and yeah. he couldn't make it back to the fair, Sarah. Daryl and I could probably start 10 podcasts. We could do a movie show, mm-hmm. do a music show, uh, uh, probably food. do a little bit of a tech show, food show for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, we Beer could show. do it. Yeah. So there's plenty of avenues <laughs> of conversations Daryl and I can have. So that said, uh, one of the things that we do on the show a lot is uh, we we have segments, and grinding of the gears is one that 
I don't usually get too heavy in the grinding of the ears because I always feel like it's too close to home. And I'm like, if I say something grinding of the ears, somebody's going to be like, oh, he's talking about me. But I always have little things that bother me. And so I thought, here's what we'll do. This top 10 this year will be like, I don't want to call it, because grinding of the ears could get really negative. I want to keep yeah. it light. Yeah. You know, but I, but I think these are 10 things this year that bother us and I think should bother everybody else. And if they don't, you know what? Suck on it. It's our show. That's right. You can, you can <laughs> cathartically get it off your chest, yeah. uh, dispel any kind of negative energy you have, and put it out there in the ether so that other people can say, yeah, I don't like that I'm either. not alone. I'm not alone in my feelings. Yes. And that's what really this is all about. <laughs> it's about our thoughts and feelings about a lot of stuff that happens to be automotive related. And the Christmas show has always been self-indulgent. So it's, it has. It's our show. If you don't like it, just uh, move on to January. We'll be back to normal stuff. Yeah. We'll get back to talking about Elon Musk and whatnot. Exactly. All right. So this is the, uh, the, the 2022 Christmas show, Throne Wrench's Grinding of the Gears Christmas. Now, I did have one story, and this was in yeah. my projects. Um, this happened like two months ago, and I don't know how I missed it, but so I had bought some wheels, some TRD. They were four lug TRD wheels. They're from a, an older Corolla, a 2001 Corolla. You bought them for the black Celica, right? I did. But and you I, didn't know that they were like four lug? Well, I, when I got to Canton, so this guy had them for sale in Canton. He was selling them for like 80 bucks. For a and, whole set. Yeah, for a whole set. And they were nice looking wheels, but it was Canton. And here's the deal. If you're selling wheels in Canton, you're selling it at a discount because nobody from Chicago is coming down there. Nobody from St. Louis come to Canton. Even people from like the greater Peoria area. <laughs> exactly. I was like, now nah, think about it. And so I looked at them and I saw the stamp on them. It was it, they these were stamped Toyota TRD wheels. I'm like, God, I don't know the vintage. I've never seen these. Black I, alloy inset, right? No, uh, they were silver silver alloy with okay. a, a red uh, stamp inset. Gotcha. Um, they had like a cool machine lip or something on them too, right? Yeah, they did, and they had a little carbon fiber ring in the middle, which was so tacky from the vintage of them. But but you sent me the picture, and I'm like, I've never seen these. These are cool. You're like, and Dude. I thought, that, and I honest to God thought they were they were not TRD. But when I saw the stamp on them, I'm like, oh, these are these are legit. Nobody was making fake TRD four lug wheels back in the day. What were they off of? Do you know? Well, so when I got to Canton, I get to this garage with these four goobers and just great old guys yeah. but i started asking questions but they don't know anything about toyota and so the one guy who's selling the wheels like, well these belong to a guy he had a 2001 corolla and these were just uh he didn't use them he, i'm like where's the 2001 corolla because at this point i wonder where that car is at because i'm thinking that's in my wheelhouse more so than right. those four wheels right. so i looked down at the wheels and they actually it, they have eight holes in them so i it it that's why I actually showed up there, because the ad looked a little like, I'm like, these might fit. I can't tell because these TRD wheels, I can't tell. The guy didn't say if they're four you know, by 125 or five by 125. Sure. I had no idea what sure. they were. I just knew they were TRD wheels from a vintage that was older. And cheap enough to like, I'm going to drive to Canton yeah, and go. Exactly. Yeah. And, and nobody was home. You know, somewhere's in the hospital. And I'm just like, I'm home by myself. I'm driving to Canton today. Mm -hmm. So I get out there, and the guy starts telling me, say, yeah, they're from a 2001 Corolla. I'm like, Where's that Corolla? He's like, well, that car's long gone. And I'm like, okay, well, all right, I'll buy these for 80 bucks. They were super clean. Had everything, had the center caps. I'm like, nice. Yeah. But then I get home, and I look at them. I'm like, these are four lug, and they will fit on nothing. And I, and I started to realize, I'm like, well, they'll fit on an MR2 Spider. They'll fit on an old Corolla, um, a 2001 Corolla. And I'm like, ah, that kind of sucks. And I, I sat on them for a while. I'm like, well, maybe they're cool. Maybe I could do a spacer, or one of those changeover converter things. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that because it, it bridges bridges everything out. It's it's not worth it for what I'm doing. Because I have this black Celica I just bought at the uh, at the auction, you know, in April. Oh yeah. 
And I was thinking those wheels would look badass. So long story short, I put them on Facebook Marketplace. I sit out there for a few weeks. I got a couple of weird people from Chicago and stuff like that, but nobody really wants to commit to coming down to Peoria, Illinois to see them. Sure. And then a, a couple of weeks ago, this guy reached out to me. He's like, hey, you got these wheels? I'm like, yeah, I got them. He's like, and he wants to see pictures of the inset of the stamp on the rim. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'll go out there and get them. Well, by the time I go out to the garage, I mean, there's mouse poop all over. It's crazy. You let something sit in your barn for like a month. And it's toast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I go out there with a rag and have to clean them all off. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, so I take pictures of them and send them to him. He's like, oh, man. He goes, he goes and you still got them? Will you hold them for me? And I'm like, he was like super. He was like in one of those situations where he's like, I could tell he wanted them to the point where he was afraid I might sell them from under him. He was going to drive from the Quad Cities or Iowa City or something like that, uh-huh. which is a couple-hour drive. And uh, like, no, I'll hold them for it. I really haven't had that much activity on these things. My wife doesn't even know what they are. You know, I paid 80 bucks for them. Sure. I put them online for $250. And uh, so the guy shows up. He pulls up in a Matrix, a twin, an older Matrix. Oh, yeah. And it was nice. I remember those. And... Uh, uh, Latin guy, let's just say that. And he's got a little bit of a, a broken English speak to him. But uh, we talk for about two minutes, and I realize he used to work for Toyota Financial Services. Toyota Financial Services, it was the uh, the corporate arm of all the, uh, the extended warranties, the financial products, and that phone bank for TFS was in Iowa City. Oh, And okay. he's, been, he's been working there for a long time. He, and before, I think they moved most of those jobs to Dallas here in the last year or two. But he's a Toyota nerd. He's all about it. Yes. And so we get the wheels out. And I put him on the bed of of, uh, of Little Mule. Uh-huh. And I set him out. And he's like, I've been looking for these wheels for a long time. No kidding. And I said, really? He goes, they were on a 2001 Corolla in the Chicago area. And that car disappeared. He goes, I was looking for him. I'm like, really? <laughs> and uh, and so we start talking some more. And he shows me some pictures of an MR2 that he, a spider, he's working on. He's got... The classic blue and orange stripes on it. He's he's modified the car, but he's got some tacky BBS wheels or something on it. And he's gonna he tell, tells me and he pulls up these pictures. He's like, I'm gonna powder coat these white. And I'm gonna make them match the car and all that. Beautiful, yeah. Totally into it. And so he goes, uh, okay, two hundred fifty dollars. I look at him I'm like I, I thought it was like two hundred. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, dude, you want these wheels so bad? Yeah, two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks and take them. It's fine. So. um we start talking a little bit more after he shows me pictures of cars. Like, is there car clubs or cars and coffee? He goes, no, I don't really show the car. I'm like, well, do you go to like meetups or do you hang out with other Jap or you know, say you know, Asian import cars yeah. and stuff like that? No, I just do everything myself. I'm like, this dude literally loves Toyota so much and loves his MR2. He's playing in his garage by himself with no care or concern about any local clubs. Yep. No cars and coffee, and that blew my mind. That's just his thing. Yeah. His outlet. He loves that car. He takes pictures. I, I He showed me 10 pictures of the car around the you know, Quad Cities or wherever, you know, around the river. That's so cool. Yeah. And I was just like, this this to me like made my day. You know, I could have given him the wheels as charity. Right. And knowing they were going to a good home. And I think that's the best part sometimes. When you give somebody something like that, you're like, you know what? I'm not using these. They're really cool. I, I, I know they're probably worth some decent money. But you're going to enjoy them, and I saw you know your end product, what you're probably going to do with it. I was thrilled to death. I I, I walked inside like glowing, and That's my wife and my wife just wanted how much money I got. Yeah, <laughs> did you sell those damn things? Yeah, exactly. Yes, I did. Yeah, it was it was fun. So that 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 was the big the big mover in my garage. But. That's awesome, man. 
congratulations. No, it's, it's fun to link people up with something. If you can't use it, but you, you know you've got an eye and you're like, uh, even if I don't use this, I could sell it and make some money or you know, rehome it, if you yeah. will. Yeah. And that's, that's a really good feeling. So congratulations. That was fun. And I, I tell you what, man, I just seeing his car and knowing he's getting those wheels, I'm like, I, and I love the fact that he's known about those wheels for 20 years. Yeah, he's been stalking them. He has. He has. <laughs> and there's not, you know what? Like I said, they could have been worth a bunch of money, but I'm just glad he got them. You know? yeah. Well, if I would have sold them for 800 bucks, right? would I feel any better about it than giving them to this guy? Probably not. No. No, because he's going to put them to use. And that's a big difference. I really do. I feel that way uh, as well. Like if you were to, sh- if you were to put those for sale, and some guy showed up, and was like, "Oh yeah, here's two fifty, no questions asked," and then you saw them on eBay for five hundred the next yeah. day or something, yeah. you're like, "Eh, you jerk." Yeah. This way, at least they're going to a good home. So yeah, hey, right on. What do you got? What's going on at the uh, the Scott Auto Museum of North Peoria? Oh, not much. It's uh, I don't have a heated garage, so the museum's oh, closed. Got, I thought that was getting handled. No, no. no. There's a lot of stuff that needs handled uh, <laughs> in our household. Uh, heating the garage is probably not on the priority list right now, but someday it will be. But uh, no, not much going on there. I did find a gentleman in California, Santa Maria, California. Ooh, nice. Who Hello. is a friend of a friend of a friend. And, uh, oh, and now, wait a second. He's car club, car club, car club. Vintage Chevrolet. He's a friend of a, 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 a vintage Chevrolet club of America associate of mine who actually <laughs> I bought parts from. He reproduces uh, um, uh, rubber parts for cars. And this guy's a friend of his. And he actually happens to rebuild the rare Bendix power brake booster that is on the 55 Cadillac. There's a couple of places in the country that'll do it for about 600 bucks. This guy'll do it for 400 bucks and it looks better than factory. It's absolutely amazing. He's got reproduction decals that look exactly like they're supposed to and he media blasts everything, rebuilds seals and uh, sleeves everything the the way they're supposed to. So I I said, "Hey, uh no rush, but is that something I could could I send you mine and you rebuild it?" And he's like, "Yeah, no problem." Uh and so I sent that out to him. He got it last Saturday, and about four weeks from now, I should have a brand new, nice, uh, restored booster. Which means that the rest of the stuff in the brake system, all I got to do is uh, basically replace the wheel cylinders, get the drums turned, you know, new shoes, stuff like that. But things that I can do, yeah, I can't rebuild that booster. Is so weird. You it's, should buy my uh, brake lathe at Forts, and then you could turn your own drums. Are you seriously selling a brake lathe? I, just, yeah, I need to get it out of there. I'm sure I can give you a deal on it, considering you just reworked a carburetor. <laughs> uh, I mean, we can we can talk after the show. Yeah, that might be that might come in handy because, um, yeah, there's, there's. We talked about this the last time. The next thing you know, the car did. club meetings will be at your place. You know? I, I completely yeah. forgot about all, all <laughs> yeah, this, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but uh, no. So that that's kind of what's what's on there now. Also, the 55 Plymouth uh, it needs tires. Uh, the tires that are on it are Coker Classic Reproduction Bias. Black walls from probably 2002, and I've been I've been running on borrowed time with those. They're still in great shape. I mean, the car doesn't sit out, so that you know the sun, the UV doesn't break down the rubber. And I usually armor all it stuff like that. But you know how old tires get hard, yeah, and the car just starts riding really, yeah. really bad. That's what I got going on. And uh, the fifty the fifty five Plymouth needs tires. The fifty five Cadillac needs tires. <laughs> I've got tires that'll hold air right now, but. I need some nice white walls eventually. And guess what else needs tires? The 47 Chevy. Oh, jeez. Because I'm actually, that's the one I drove the most for so yeah. long that I actually, I actually wore down, like, 
I rotated them last year. So you and actually like, wore the tires on these things. Yeah. Wow. It's to the point where I'm like, I don't think there's that many miles on it. And I look at the odometer. I'm like, I put probably 12,000 miles on the car. So I joke sometimes with customers because I had a customer this last week. I've been having to work the desk because I'm like, like every day, three guys out sick. I swear to God. Uh, anyway, I, uh, guy who came in, he needed tires and we were talking. Like, you know what? It's like my least favorite thing to tell people at Christmas time they need tires. Mm. Because who wants to spend $700 on four round black things that they just assume always just stay inflated on their car? Sure. Yeah. Especially in December. And, you know, the end of December. But if you had to sell tires, winter is the greatest time here in the Midwest because you're like, oh, you know, you need, you can't get through the winter with these tires. Oh, no. And it, I mean, especially when a big storm's coming. I mean, yeah. actually. Is it an easy sell? <laughs> there was a couple times I'm like, need wiper blades? People are like, oh, yeah, I need wiper blades, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But you, that's one of those things. Like, you, even if you, you're on that cusp. Yeah. Why bother? Tires are, I mean, realistically, I'd much rather put tires on a car than mm-hmm. pay for a $300 tow. Yeah. Or, you know, on God forbid, you're questionable tires get you into a bind and you you know smash into somebody so it's it's well worth it get the get the winter wipers get all that stuff squared away when you can get a get a battery well not now it's too late but yeah <laughs> before the cold snap dude get, nick get what's the, what's the temperature by the time the show's released it's gonna be what negative 12 or something yeah 12 below with like 30 below wind chills or something like it's gonna uh, be stupid you know what's funny though is um apparently my system has like come out of shock when i came back from memphis two weeks ago I think it was like 30 degrees. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, my God, it's so cold, it's so cold. And yeah. then today I'm walking around out in the lot, like trying to jumpstart a car. It's like 19 degrees. I'm wearing basically my shirt with no T-shirt, <laughs> and my jacket is unzipped and no and no gloves. And it, what was it, 17 degrees there right. or something like that? Midwestern born and bred, Yeah, it's yeah, like whatever. You know, it, yeah. I don't know. But I've never done like a polar plunge. Have you ever done that? No. I think those people are nuts. Okay. I couldn't do it. I, I, would, go into, I would go into hypothermic shock. Would I you? I don't know because I always feel like I walk out when it's freaking cold. So what's the difference? I think the water might be warmer than the air temperature I hop into sometimes. It might be, but the, I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, I just I can't do it. I I think <laughs> you ever been like in Florida and you, you lived in Florida for a bit. Yeah. But I remember my grandparents, they had a pool, and they're like, if it was below 70 oh, degrees, we don't 50, go in it. 50. I remember jumping at 50. I remember 58. Yeah. 58 yeah, was yeah. the coldest I jumped yeah. in. And they thought, you, you kids are nuts. But we're kids. We didn't care. No, we jumped in. and We're like, <laughs> yeah, for about, it's great. We're in the pool. Yeah, but like two seconds, you get you get over it. Well, that's Midwesterners for you. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> older I get, the less tolerant of that stuff I am. I think I'd be so soft right now. If I, if I did the polar plunge. Yeah. I, I would I would be in a hospital for a week, <laughs> guaranteed. I would I, call in. I doubt it. You'd be fine, especially if you knew it was for a charity that you cared about, Daryl. You would I probably guess. you'd probably hold together the pieces until at least you got to the car and got home and cried. <laughs> they do say that that's supposed to be therapeutic, right? It's supposed to help with your yeah. uh, circulation. There's a, there's a lot of things that are therapeutic. Yeah, polar plunge. Yeah, um, um, <laughs> um. <laughs> Just had the little kumbaya Namaste. Namaste. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Anything else going on up there? No, not much. What about the Brighton? Uh, well, you name here. all your cars. You know, does the Caddy have a name? Because you got Minerva. We do. And Oscar. What's Caddy's? Uh, for the longest time, uh, we were coming trying to come up with a name that, that suited it. Yeah. And that's what I like to do. Oscar, the 47, is named after the original owner, a guy named Oscar Lynn, who was... You know, got all the history. Out Did of him. you know Oscar? Or was just the title. No, he uh, 
he was on the title, and he actually was the founder and first president of the Spoon River Electric Cooperative. He's a big uh, turkey farmer and ran a materials company out in the Fulton County area. So we kind of, as an homage, we kind of thought that was nice, nice right? Uh, Minerva is kind of like the goddess of wisdom, right? And we also thought that was like a nice kind of Eastern European name because the original owner of our 55 Plymouth was from Slovenia. And they were a Slovenian immigrant, worked in a coal mine, and like kind of had a rough life. But they, the kids all had really wonderful, uh, you know, Eastern European names. And we thought Minerva would have, they're all men. Mm-hmm. We thought, oh, Minerva would have been a nice yeah. like, woman name. Uh, the Cadillac. Uh, one of Sarah's friends called her Dirty Betty, which I thought was kind of. Didn't Remember sound Sweaty right. Betty, that beer from uh, <laughs> from Flying Dog? Is it Flying Dog? Yes, that's a, one of my favorite beers. By the way, Sweaty Betty. Yeah, um, I I thought that was a cute name because the car was filthy when we got her, but I also hate the name Betty. So there's that. Um, there's a lot of reasons I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, off the air. Off the air. But Sarah's a big I Love Lucy fan. Okay. And she loves Lucille Ball. I like Ethel. And Ethel, of course, being a premium gasoline back in the day, you know, uh, Ethel, like tetraethyl lead. We we have christened her, not officially yet, but we're we're going to call her Ethel. Huh, okay. Ethel the Cadillac. So. You watch the uh, the Amazon movie on Lucy? Yes. With uh, Nicole Kidman? The Ricardos? Yes. Yeah. I liked it. It was a little... Difficult at times, but uh, it was very Aaron Sorkin. Yes, it was very Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a bit much, but it was good. It was yeah. good. I, yeah, tune into our pre-show if you want to hear all about our movie reviews. Yeah, we've got tons of opinions <laughs> on movies and film. <laughs> all right, so let's so top ten list, man. At the end of every year, there's a top ten list. It's like you know, top ten this, top ten that, top, you know, yeah. top ten toilet papers. You know, let's hop in. <laughs> but uh, Daryl and I. Like I said, for for lack of better ideas, we came up with our grinding of the gears top ten. I actually had six on here, and I, I, I thought I'd whittle one of these out of here. So, actually, interestingly enough, my number four, I think, rolls into one of yours. Okay. Uh, so maybe we'll combine one, and, and we'll get that top ten, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. All right so uh, this is no particular order. This is my number one top ten grinding of the years, but. Don't take that in any particular order. Okay. Number one for me is anybody with a Dodge Challenger or a Dodge Charger who's doing 35 to 40 miles an hour, but yet feels the need every time they get near an overpass or a tunnel, and they have to just give it a little burp or a little pop (laughs) with the accelerator pedal. Yeah. And they can't literally go 50 miles an hour down the road without hearing their exhaust rumble. And it's ironic to me because a lot of times I'll, when I'm in Memphis, I'm dealing with this. Mm. I'm in my Prius. And I'm like, this guy is acting all tough. I'm like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> and I'm in my Prius next to him just driving. And I'm like, there is a certain enjoyment. Don't get me wrong. When you got, sure. a, when you got a new car and you're yeah. driving and you're having fun, you're like, all right, look at me. But it doesn't it wear off at some point? I think so. I mean, I mean, although the Supra, I, can, I, I know from a fact that the Supra, when you turn it on to sport mode and you get that. You get a little little crackle. You don't get tired of it. So is it the same thing with these Challenger and Charger guys? I think so. I th- there's something primal about it. <laughs> but then you do outgrow it. I really do think that. Uh, you get to a point where it's it's almost like looking at your own belly button. You know, <laughs> like it's just it's just kind of fun. For I never a while. get tired of that, Daryl. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you just do. The other thing is it attracts so much unwanted. 
attention from like authorities slash neighbors slash yes. homeowners associations. It's just it's just it's not good business. No, so I could see that. That's usually more of on like the the middle interstate areas. I'm just like really, really. This is this is what you got. This is your game. And nobody's trying to speed or trying like get away from the cops. They literally are just driving at normal speeds, making a lot of noise, downshifting and yes. crackling. What about rum- running through like a tunnel, like yeah. some of those like the seventy four yeah. tunnels and stuff in downtown Peoria? Yeah, totally. Trying that's exactly when they do it too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just give it a little gas in the tunnel. But again, mm-hmm. as a super guy, guilty. So you've, you've done that. Yeah, a time I, ha- or two? I, ha- I have. So now okay. in in, in um, Retrospect and hindsight on this number one complaint from me. Yeah, I think it's just if you own the car, God bless you, enjoy your privilege. But uh, we are still <laughs> mocking you. Okay, it's still, just tone it down a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That's all. That's just, all. Just know we're looking at you. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. What's your number one, Joe? Um, my number one, and this is, I don't know, this is kind of angry old man thing. But well, that's the whole point of the show. Yeah, the, and, and if you come off negged out by the show, I'm sorry. You know, we'll, we'll come out brighter in the new year. We will. We will. We do reach a resolution at some point here later in the show. But I, I want to say, as the cold weather sets in here in the bleak midwinter of the Midwest, mm-hmm. um, I just want to know if it's possible for any auto manufacturer. I'm talking domestic, I'm talking Japanese, Asian, uh, f- you know, German, whatever. Any automotive manufacturer to make an HVAC blower motor that doesn't squeak <laughs> when the temperature drops below 32 degrees. I'm talking death moan, okay? And it's it doesn't matter if it's new stuff or my 69 Volvo or my 47 Chevy. They all, every single one of them, it's cold out. Ooh, you fire up the car, start letting it warm up. Okay, once the heater comes up to temp, you just flip the blower motor on, you hear, you hear that, this, this, oh, that death moan. It's like that bearing noise, that bushing noise. I don't know what it is, but I, I want to know if there's an automaker out there. Maybe it's Mercedes, maybe Rolls Royce. I don't know. Maybe one of them, you turn it on, it's just, you don't hear anything. Now, as a Toyota guy, I will tell you, and I have to imagine your Tundra and your Highlander don't disconcert you as much as these other cars. Uh, what I always noticed was speedo cables when it was super cold. Oh, you get the <laughs> oh no no like <laughs> <laughs> my volts my Volkswagen and my old Celica when you would get when it was, it was zero degrees. Yeah, it's like the cable is like the, the sprocket just like gave up and just like <laughs> <laughs> and you're like please God just you get like five miles down the road and it would stop. Yeah, you're just hoping that somewhere along the line it warms up. <laughs> Just get some get some oil somewhere. I don't know. I think uh, I think maybe if there is an engineering challenge for the next generation, it's maybe come up with a blower motor with bushings that don't make noise when it's cold. Yeah, I, I gotta be honest with you. From what I've seen in, in recent history of uh, automotive yeah. uh, technology, I think the blower motors are getting they're they're dumbing those down to the lowest common denominator. There might just be one company making these things. Probably. And it literally might be a kid dropping ball bearings in India into these things, plopping them in and then uh, They're the same ones that make the like the fans in your bathroom. Yes. Cuz yeah, exactly. My grandparents' house, they had the same like fan in their houses from like the 60s. No problem, fine. Like my parents like after five years, yeah. you know, just awful. So our our apartment that uh, that we have down south uh, we leave the ceiling light on all the time in the bathroom because if you turn it off and then turn it back on later, it squeaks. Yes. Like a dead squirrel. So we just leave it on all night. <laughs> That's good. It's energy yeah, because, efficient. Because every time somebody goes in the bathroom and hits that switch, 
Yeah. Unbelievable. It's... You wake up the whole apartment. <laughs> That's a good sign. No, it's terrible. All right. All right. So number two. We're on uh, number two already. Number two. <laughs> we need to, those are the sound effects we loaded. We do, oh, yeah, man. we can't we can't get this mixer to work right. for darn anyway. Okay, so this happens to me. This happens to me way too much, and I hope I'm not alone on this. I was uh, headed down south, and I was at my favorite place in the world. Loves truck stop. I mean, south of St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Get out, and um, you know they're busy. There's a lot of cars going, so you you sit there for a minute and get in line, and you, you pick a spot and you get in there, and start pumping your gas. I hop out of the car, and I put my feet down and I got my nice Converse All-Stars on and I literally can't pick my feet up off the ground because somebody <laughs> has decided to dump their big gulp all over the pavement right there where you park the friggin' car. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, this, you know what? If it were like one unique occasion, I'd be like, all right, this is fine. But I swear to God, anymore, when you go to the gas station, when you go to a parking lot, it's like going to the movie theater when you were a kid. Oh, You're gross. like tromping through the sticky <laughs> sludge of somebody's soda pop. Can, can we please, please, at this point, decide that dumping our soda, and I see this all the time, at intersections, people, like, they'll stop and they'll, like, open their door and they'll dump yeah. their soda on the ground. Yeah. You literally, if you go to a parking lot, if you go to a gas station, you dump your beverage on the ground, you're a horrible human being. That's where I'm at right now. I'm going to go with that. I'm tired of this. I'm going to go with that. Thank I you. think that's fair. Thank you. That's What's the only exception? Maybe like iced tea well, you, okay, or Okay, so part of me was like, okay, one day I was at St. Jude, and, and there was beverage all over the parking lot. What if a kid spilled his drink? And I'm like, I will, yeah. I will give you that. Yeah. If you spilled it on accident. But if you're at a gas station and you look down that pavement at that Love's truck stop and you see all the spots where people dump their drink, people did it with purpose there, Daryl. They did. Yes, and I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> they can go straight to hell. Yeah, but other people, I feel like, and, and part of me is like, oh, somebody, you know, probably, you know, probably in a accident. But then when I park there two days in a row and it hasn't rained, and I, I, I'm done with the humanity at that point. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. If the kid had cancer or not, I'm I'm very frustrated. Well, I'll tell you what. A lot of that stuff that gets the the really gross, like the the sticky thing, or you get all the ants in the summer and stuff. It's it's always the gross stuff, like the 64 ounce Mountain Dew Code Red, <laughs> or like somebody got a slushy and yeah. like I don't like this, and they just dump it out. Well, yeah, somebody's gonna step in that. That's gross. Yeah, yeah. throw like it out. It. Speaking of this year's Mountain Dew flavor, um, is there a special one? Yes, last year it was the gingerbread. This year it what? is fruitcake, and it is terrible. So don't even try it. Are you serious? Yeah, I G- would try Gingerbread it. was really good. See, you, but you don't like fruitcake? No, and I like and I like ginger. I like ginger ale and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And for a mule, that that was the stuff. But this okay. this, <laughs> with this fruitcake Mountain Dew, I'll bring you one home. I, I got do you some have down. some? I had I, some. I'll get some from Memphis, but they were terrible. I might actually buy some <laughs> on the way home. All right, if I can. It's terrible. I love. Do you like fruitcake? Yes. Okay. In small portions. <laughs> Everything counts in small amounts? <laughs> All right. Well, in other news, uh, my number two here in things that grind my gears uh, for 2022, YouTube car channels, and I have that in quotes, in air quotes, <laughs> car, car channel. channels. They could be in anything. So-called car channels on YouTube where they lead you on a Grimm's fairy tale before you actually get to the content. You know, uh, it's the ones that have the teaser, and you know, yeah. You know, in this episode, we get an old car. We try to get it running and then drive it 500 miles. Will we make it? Stay tuned. You and know, that, it's that cliffhanger. And then they don't know how to edit it, so you have to wait for 90 minutes. Yeah, it's seriously, it's an hour and a half video, and you're like, 
okay, this is 20 minutes of you putting spark plug wires on a 72 Torino. Mm, cool. It's the equivalent of those recipe sites that, you know, you go, hey, I'm gonna, how do I make gingerbread cookies? And you Google it, and it's like, I remember the first time I had a gingerbread <laughs> cookie. My aunt made them for me. And my aunt's She favorite... died of AIDS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My aunt wore this type of perfume. And, I, you know, meanwhile, you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And finally, the recipe is four pages in. Yeah. Stop doing that. Give me the clip. Give me the recipe. Just cut to the chase. Tired of the foreplay. Just get to the chase. And that's where I – my attention span – Eric has been ruined because of things like TikTok. TikTok, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the tick of the talk. It's so bad now. I can't – anything more than five minutes, I'm like, I really Well, now you're like producing this. videos on TikTok uh, at throwing wrenches. Yeah, but it's not that – they're not that long. But yes, um, that's the whole thing. I love a lot of the YouTube car channel content that's out there. Iron City Garage is great. Um, Cold War Motors is still great. There's still some stuff out there, though, like Vice Grip Garage. I like it. I kind of have to get – at this point, I'll watch a new video, but I'll go like 38 minutes in because I'm like, just just cut to the chase, man. So I don't know. Maybe that's me. It's more about me. But my my big pet peeve, give me me the real content. (laughs) And I know – I don't know where you stand on that. So uh, no, I agree. But I, so I fell into a pit uh, when I was when I was out of town this last time. I watched this YouTube channel called AO Fishing, and this guy, AO, and I don't know how I got hooked up on him, but the guy bought a, a fiberglass houseboat from the '60s, and he decided he was going to fix it up. Hmm. This is a train wreck because anytime <laughs> you have to take apart anything with an inboard, and and the, the interior wood paneling is rotten. Just there's, bad news. There's no structural integrity of this truck or this boat. And then he decides to take out all the, the big panel glass windows out of it. Should have kept all those pristine because you're never going to find replacements for any of this stuff. Right. It turned into five videos that are about 90 minutes long. And I watched every single one of them <laughs> just to see how the renovation was going. And then the worst part is when you get caught up to today. Yeah. And he's not done with it. And you're like, here I am. I'm, f- I, I, you know, and in this our last is why, 20 episodes. Yeah, this is why I don't watch Netflix series or Amazon series unless I know the series is concluded. Because I have no patience whatsoever to wait right. at all. I need conclusion. I, I, I need to know when I start this series. You need closure. It's done. You need closure in your life. <laughs> I don't need to see some guy struggling with a project. That's too close to real life. Exactly. That's... I don't need to be in the middle of your life while I'm dealing with my life. Why are you making your problems my problems now? Exactly. Just get the boat and the water. Let's go. Nah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Anyway, so check that out if you get a chance. The Itty Bitty is the boat project. It's, the... It, it's a lot of fun. On YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Itty Bitty. The Itty Bitty. All right. So my number three. Yes. And this this has been a struggle for me, and, I, and I'm not I'm not trying to be political about this at all. But what is the deal with gas prices in central Illinois? Here, here. Why can I go from Tazewell County and pay three seventy nine in Mackinac? I can pay three fifty in Pekin, or I can pay three dollars at the Costco, or I can go to Bloomington and pay two seventy nine. Yeah. What is going on here? So my biggest issue is where's the transparency on is it the city? Is it the county? Is it the state? I want to break down to who's screwing me the most. Yeah. You know, there's, there's so much going on in the background of gas prices, and you don't even have a clue. Is Casey's just being greedy in Mackinac? You know, is Tazewell County charging 25 cents more gallon than McLean County? I want to know. 
Inquiring minds want to know. I'm tired of this crap. It's ridiculous. Why should I be driving all over the place wondering? And if it were just 10 cents, you know, I drive a Prius. So 10 gallons, it's a buck. I don't care. Now, to my wife, that buck is worth driving across town for. But to me, I don't really care. But when we're talking about 50 cents difference between one county to the next, What's the deal here? Come yep. on. Even coming over here tonight, uh, there was, a, like you said, 40 to 50 uh, cent difference depending on the location. Yeah. And I know my folks live up in the Chicago area. Things are damn near a dollar cheaper in some instances. And I'm like, how? Do, what's that all about? How? You have the most populous area. And even Cook County, Illinois, which has historically had almost like a dollar higher than anywhere. It's kind of like Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's a buck more, whatever yes. the price is. And it was always assumed, you go to Chicago, you pay more money. That's I don't, fine. I don't believe that for gas anymore. No. I, don't, I don't believe that, that buying gas in Mackinac is any more expensive than buying it in Joliet. Nope, not at all. So I think what we've determined is that we all just need to make our own fuel. <laughs> That's what I... No, I just think there needs to be methanol. some transparency. I, I, I wonder, you know, I think there was a... There was a point where Casey's or somebody had objected to some state regulations, and they were going to post how much tax was up there on the pumps. Yes, okay. and I think it became it became difficult to actually keep track because of the the fluctuations. Yeah, but I I really wish almost like when you pay your property taxes, you get the breakdown yes. of like here's the school, yes. here's the park district, here's how much you pay. You for know this. what? Every county should have it listed on 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 the uh, website, just like you know, like I said, property taxes. Yeah. You buy one gallon of gas in Tazewell County, this is what you're paying for. There it is. They can actually have a QR code at the pump, and then you can scan it and then blow up because of the static electricity. I like this. I like where this is going, and I I am an activist, Daryl. I may get on that. Although, don't they tell you not to use your phone at the gas station? I think they gave up on that, and now they let you use your phone on the planes. So who knows? They're safe. Everything, (laughs) the world we live in today is bananas. That's what we can can agree on. Exactly. So number three on my list of things that grind my gears... Uh, older car hobbyists crapping on those whose tastes don't align with theirs. Mm. And I actually just dealt with this uh, over the past couple of days on a popular Facebook group. And, uh, is it popular I, to you or to everybody? Well, it's popular to me. <laughs> um, they, <laughs> this is so. This is so bad. This is the uh, the GM front wheel drive enthusiasts group. <laughs> I know. I know. I would. Oh, it's. I mean, there's probably what one million in there. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's like there's like seven hundred million. There's so it's so popular. Uh, it, no, it's actually not. It's actually a pretty good group though, and it's mostly people like um, like supercharged uh, Pontiac Grand Prix people or like uh, I don't even know. It's it's a good group of people, but somebody was on there and say they they found a thirty five thousand original mile like eighty four. Olds Cutlass Sierra, and it was in St. Louis. With the 3,800 in it? Uh, it was actually the Iron Duke four-cylinder, so it was kind of a... Iron Duke? I've never even heard that one. Iron Duke, 2.5, yeah. Okay. It was uh, it's the base motor. But this thing was really nice. It was, uh, it was triple... It was black with red leather interior and all kinds of other options. It was a 35... Like a grandma car, right? Like a sure. one-owner, you know, something that our grandparents would have probably had, right? Yes. And the guy had it for sale for like four grand and it was in the St. Louis area and everybody was just like this is cool this is a great car somebody needs to get this it'd be a fun like summer cruiser just something whatever or just cheap transportation yeah and all these old guys around there like this is the worst car ever (laughs) worst car ever ever and I'm like 
really? Like, of all things to get all torqued off about. And I look at one of these guys who was just dumping on everybody. And it it was so bad because he was, like, dumping on every comment. And he was like, you know, oh, this is a good buy for somebody. Yeah, if you want to go home in a tow truck, you know, oh, I might get this for my daughter. It's a good starter car for somebody for four grand. Yeah, if you don't love your family. <laughs> you know, like this guy was spending so much time in the comments section. Oh, dude, the trolls the trolls have nothing better to do but live under that bridge, okay? I know, that's true. <laughs> and I usually don't engage, but I also kind of used to be a troll. Yeah. So I I pop in, I look at this guy's profile, and he's like typical, like 60, probably 60 plus. He's got like a 65 Mustang coupe, like hot rod. He goes to cruise nights and he listens to Credence, you know. <laughs> and he's a, he's a typical guy, right? This thing Down sucks. Down on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, dude? I said, for four grand, you name me something else someone could buy with this low miles that's cool, that's decent, that's got all the you know fun options. Yeah. You can't do it. And I'm like, you know, stop crapping on everything that just you, you just don't agree with. And he's like, well, it's not my you, – you just don't understand. These cars were not very popular, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, they sold mil- – like literally yeah. millions it, of these cars. First off, do you know who you're talking to, sir? Yeah. I'm Daryl Scott. I'm like, but that's <laughs> fine. I'm like, thanks for your input or whatever. And we went back and forth a couple times, and you know, it was just terrible. But bottom line is stop peeing in the pool that everybody's swimming in. If you're into cars, cool. We're all into cars. You know, And that's the thing. It took me years to get to that point. But just because I'm not necessarily into, I don't know, like uh, Corvettes, if mm-hmm. you will, okay, I still go to car shows. And if I see a Corvette, I'm like, yeah, it's a nice Corvette. It's clean. Dude's got a nice uh, you know, ceramic coating on there, good rims. Everything's cool. Or you know what? At the, at the very least, somebody's out there putting some time and effort into something and enjoying it. I don't care. Yeah. Am I going to sit and am I going to go home and buy one? Or am I going to tell my wife, oh, I need to buy an 84 Corvette? No. But at the same time, I'm not going to like, – everybody – we need all the friends we can get in this yeah. hobby. Yeah. And that's that's really what it's all about. Also, get off social media. That's what I need to do in 2020. Or, or the TikTok. <laughs> no. I need I need to be a content creator, Eric. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can, I can feel the dollar bills rolling in. I'm going to monetize everything I do, which is uh, <laughs> going to give me $3. I'm going to skip my number four because, I like I said, I think it blends in with one of yours. Uh, but we're going to go right to number five, which I think everybody knows. If they know me and they follow my Instagram account, they know that I have a fixation about oral hygiene products left on the pavement. I don't know what it is. I don't know why people feel like these oral B, you know, flossers, you know, that are made yeah. of pl- made of plastic. They had like the pick on one end. Yes, yes, yeah. and, and they and they have the uh, the the wax, you know, for flossing your teeth on the other end. Why do they feel like these need to end up on the pavement? So There's something about to me <laughs> that what bothers me is that a couple seconds of of your of your oral pleasure in in, in in picking your teeth to make sure your teeth last forever that there's a piece of plastic that lays in the pavement eventually gets driven over a couple times and then gets washed into the drainage system and, and ends up in the Gulf of Mexico. This is the fossil remains of of the United States from this century. Yeah, because you picked your teeth, you couldn't. <laughs> You couldn't first off, you couldn't dispose of it properly, but you couldn't find something better, like maybe you know, when you brush your teeth or maybe got something made of bamboo or used a toothpick. I just I just can't They're gross. They're everywhere. They are everywhere. And I just when I walk into Target and and my daughter uses them right now because she's in the hospital and it's 
I will suffer through this process. Sure. But she's not dropping them on the pavement, okay? Yeah. There's no reason I should ever walk in a parking lot and see one of these laying there. And it's and, everywhere. You could go to a Walmart. You could go to a Dairy Queen. Yes. You can go to <laughs> anywhere. It grosses me out. You go to the and, White House. I bet you there's some on the curb. Well, and here's the other thing about it. You know, a lot of times I'll pick up trash. Yesterday, I was on the lot, and I picked up a couple cardboard boxes, and I picked up uh, a Monster Energy drink can that was in, on the lot. Okay. That's fine. I don't want to pick up your flosser. I'm sorry. There's, There's just something about this whole thing. That you know. crosses a line? Yeah, it does. Is it too intimate? It's too germy. It's you personal. Know, I, I why should I have to wear rubber gloves to pick up your 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 waist? You could have had the herps. You could have had God knows what, right? Right. And they say the human mouth is actually dirtier than like a dog's. A dog, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think that's gross no. as well. No, as a matter of fact, here's where I stand. This is, you know, first off, I'm, I'm going totally friggin' like political on this whole, this whole thing. I'm going to make you show the taxes and the last thing I had a problem with. Yeah. I think they should ban non-biodegradable oral hygiene products. I think. Okay. Thank you. That will be my stand. That's your, that's your platform. If I'm president of the United States, I will make these illegal. <laughs> I would vote for you just on that platform alone. No, seriously, dude, it's disgusting. Yeah, and they are every. I don't know. I don't get. It. I don't get it. I, I, first of all, I can't buy those things because I don't know. Maybe it's the way my mouth. I, is I won't buy. I won't buy them. They're gross. I just get floss. Get floss like everybody else, and then let the cat eat it, and mm-hmm. it's funny. It's a party trick at that point. Yeah. Uh, no, but those those things are nasty. And to your point too, just throwing stuff out your car window. Like, I get it. If you're going to a meeting, you're going to meet lunch, you're going to whatever, meet someone for lunch, <clears throat> you know, you, you, you pop a couple Tic Tacs and you just, you know, yeah. okay, let's get this party started. Who's out there doing dental work in the, <laughs> in the parking lot? If you have to use a dental appliance yeah. before you go have a lunch with coworkers, you probably, you need to see a doctor. Yeah, the good news is when we're all eating Soylent Green someday, yeah. the flossers won't be nearly as important. <laughs> it's, it's five years from now. All right. <laughs> all right. That was my number four. Number four. All right. So my number four is uh, uh, things that cheese me off or grind my gears. Parking your cool stuff because it's, quote, too expensive to drive. <laughs> That's what I've heard the last few years. You know, to to piggyback on your point, Eric, about the expensive fuel costs, and I will admit, here in the states, it's been a, it's been a hard road the last couple of years. And the, the summer cruise season, the car show season, a lot of collector folks have been, oh, it's too too expensive to go out. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the car out <laughs> anywhere at all this year. The worst thing you can do, whether it's you know your your boat, your motorcycle, your 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 fun summer car, your collector car, whatever it happens to be, the worst thing you can do for that is to let it sit. And my advice to you is no matter how much it costs, get it out there, okay? And even if it's just running a couple errands on a Saturday or let's say, you know, take the wife and kids out to go get ice cream once or twice a week, whatever. You need to go out and do that because if you don't drive it, here's the other thing. You don't really need it. And I'm, this is coming from a guy. I've got eight cars, okay? <laughs> if you're not actively driving everything and cycling stuff through your fleet, at least once a week in the summer, you don't need it. Sell it. Let it go to someone who needs it in their life. 
and they'll actually enjoy it, appreciate it, do it justice, put some miles on it, show it off, and let other people see it. That's the thing. I, I, I can appreciate people who have a nice collection of something or just, you know, I, they have something they're going to get around to fixing and enjoying one day. That's not for you, okay? This this, this whole rant is not for you. <laughs> but it's it's the ones that are like, yeah, I've got four Chevelles, but, uh, you know, they're going to stay parked this summer because, uh, you know, gas money. Dude, that's the stupidest thing. It, it really is. I, I, and it, it, So what bothers me about that whole thing is, you know, tires age, fuel ages. There's all these yeah. different things that are happening in the car. Yep. And if you're not if you're not running the car, you're, I mean, just think about calipers and drums, things that if they don't move, yep. what's the point? Yeah, they yeah. seize up. And yeah. then the next time you do want to take it out. It's oh, I got to put all new brakes on. The oh car. yeah, yeah. It sat yeah. so long. Now the you know the calipers are stuck. They have every year just even setting my Celica in the garage, and in winterizing it, lets it. I'll have to take it out in the spring, and I'll have to go around the country mile here and beat the hell out of the brakes just to get those rotors back in shape. Yep. You know, exactly. I can't imagine having you know a couple cars and be like, oh, I'm not going to take it out this year because it's too expensive. Give me a break. Right. You know, you need to drive it. Every car needs to be driven a little bit every year. And that's the thing. Even if you're going to the post office or you're going to you know go grocery shopping or you, whatever you do, <laughs> whatever you do as a human being, take something that you have. If you have multiple cars that's not daily driven, take them out, exercise them. And you, know, you can come up with that whatever excuse you want. Unless you're driving to California, who cares how much gas is, okay? You're going to need to just keep things rolling. And the other thing is if you keep stuff squirreled away for too long, people forget it. It becomes obsolete. It becomes not important. And there's nothing better, you know, than than taking something that people used to see on a daily basis and take it out and show it to that next generation. I've had so many people in the last few years, even, you know, the 55 Plymouth and and some of the other, you know, the old stuff that we have, people are like, oh, it's cool. It's a cool old car. Sure it is. That's I appreciate that. Thank you. But uh, like things like the Volvo, the little 144. That, which is one of my favorites. Nobody sees those things. They all rusted away. Nobody has them. They don't exist. And when I take that out and I take it out to like, you know, go out to the the heights and go get my prescription refill at CVS. That's even better when you drive it just casually. It yeah. doesn't have to be a car show, right? The best, the I'll tell you what, the best interaction I had years ago was I went to go get my stupid blood pressure medicine, <laughs> which we <laughs> talked about in the pre-show. The pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> just don't call it the pre-show. Um, I went to CVS, and uh, I had the 47 Chevy. I took Oscar out, and I parked it out there. I went in, got my got my refill and came back out and there was an old guy in the parking lot and he was having a moment he was just kind of sitting next to the car and he was he was crying i don't know if i ever told the story no i don't think so it it was it's kind of weird but also very touching this old guy was like crying and i'm like at first i'm like what's (laughs) what's going on here right sure um and he's like is this your car and i said yeah he says uh my dad had one just like it i said okay that's cool man uh, was it a 47? He's like, yeah, it was blue, but it was the same. It was a fleet line. It was just like this. It was a four-door sedan. And he got out of World War II. He was in the Navy. It was, he was a machinist. And in, out of World War II, uh, he came back and worked at Caterpillar here in Peoria, Illinois, uh, which is where they're based. And uh, he goes, uh, I'm tired of working here. I'm going to work in the airline industry. 
and I'm going to make more money. We're going to move to California, and life's going to be so much better for us out there. So for like 250 bucks, he bought a used 47 or 46, whatever it was, Chevy Fleetline sedan. Piled everybody in it. This was like in the late 40s, right, early 50s. And drove everybody out to Southern California, and he got a job with, like, McDonnell Douglas or something like that. Or, and he was a machinist out there for, for a few years. And he's like, I remember sitting in the back of this car, running across the country and taking Route 66 and, you know, being in the desert and being burned up and whatever. And finally getting to California and thinking life was life was great. And uh, he's like, that's that's exactly the car I remember riding That's out cool. there when, and it was this weird mm. little moment. And it was like I was on my lunch break, you know. And I'm like, wow, uh, it was it was really cool. You don't get that if you keep your stuff in a garage, no, right? So you have to take your cool stuff out, exercise it, and who cares how much stuff costs? No, in 20 years we're probably not going to have gasoline. So get out and enjoy it, while right? You right, or they'll do an EV conversion. On it. I was really waiting for that story to turn into like a grapes of wrath. Thing where like he drove out west and his dad got killed in an immigrant park or something like that. You know? <laughs> no, okay, no, they they ended back up. They, he's like, yeah, we we did it, it didn't last out there. We moved back to Peoria and that's why I'm here. And then he, <laughs> well, I wondered how Peoria ended up. At, okay, yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, and he went in and got his blood pressure medicine too. So <laughs> it's <was> fine. <laughs> I'm getting the same medicine the same 85 year old guy is doing. All right, so I'm going to share my last one with you. So I'll let you take your last one. But um, yeah, but uh, I, I will dip this one in as my number five. Okay. If if you're listening to the radio, and you're listening to a trusted, I mean, you you truly listen to people, and you like trust their judgment. Mm-hmm. They sell you products. You think, you know what? This person they know my lifestyle. You know, I listen to this radio program because they know who I am. So you know, the same guy who's selling you telling you to buy gold, you know, because you know. The gold's going to be the, oh, yeah. the transition currency of, of the the coming generation. You bet. Uh, but he's also the same guy telling you to buy American Auto Shield as your extended <laughs> warranty. Folks, I am so tired of this. I can tell you this. As somebody who's been in the automotive business for the last, what, since 96? I mean, I'm going on 26 I'm going on 30. Years? I'm going on, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be closing on 30 years here in a couple of years. Wow. It's crazy. American Auto Shield is garbage. GE Capital is garbage. If you're not buying a warranty at the time you're buying the car at the manufacturer, stop. Stop. And if, yeah. you're, if your parents have a credit card and they're allowed to make purchases like this, stop. Don't let them do it. There is no way in the world those companies will allow you to get a better deal on them than what they're charging you for that extended warranty. It's not going to happen. They'll tell you in the advertisement. And I, and I heard this on Glenn Beck the other day. That's what kills me because I listen to 1470 all the time. You know, they'll tell you it saves you thousands of dollars. Oh, my God. The, the money you will save by having this warranty. Folks, you're going to pay thousands of dollars for this warranty. And guess what? When I, the auto professional, calls American Auto Shield or these other companies, they're going to figure out every way possible not to pay for that claim. And you're going to be like, well, I thought it was a good deal. And I'm going to have to be the guy on the other end of the phone and has to hear you say, well, it's a good of a deal. It's not. So stop doing it. Stop letting your parents do it. Stop letting your kids do it. Just quit it. They'll make it easy. There'll be payments. Oh, if you hang up the phone right now, you'll never have this deal again. Stop. Hang up. Never do it. You'll save. You'll be money ahead in the long run. This is ridiculous. I'm tired of this crap. But think of all the famous people that are selling auto aftermarket warranties. It's so ridiculous. Ice-T. Chris Berman from ESPN. Is he? Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah. 
uh, William Devane. <sighs> he might be selling gold coins. But <laughs> at the same same token, yeah. there's big important people trying to sell you this stuff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if William Shatner didn't show up. And be like, it's garbage. It's yeah. all garbage. You know, I've dealt with we. I've dealt with them all. And, and car trust, shield. Me, trust me. I mean, but Car Shield is like the biggest one right now. But it is garbage. Yeah. yeah, they will pay for a claim if you if you can set it all up. But I can guarantee you by the you figure out the amount of time and money you spent on this claim. First off, the amount of time we spend investing in it, we're almost thinking about charging extra to customers who have these kind of warranties. Because you have to be on the phone, right? Yes. You have yes. to sit and, on the and, phone. And then you have to wait 48 hours for an adjuster to come out to approve the claim. So the car sits. And ties up a bay. Yes. It's it's ridiculous. And then they want to haggle with you on the price. Oh, well, what if we send you a used part in place of this new part? Because we're not going to pay for that. I've seen that. Yes, it's garbage. I'm, I'm just telling you, this is my biggest pet peeve right now going, avoid these warranties like the plague. Do not trust any celebrity endorsement. It's garbage. Even if, even like I said, I will say Glenn Beck because I know a lot of people like in the cult of like Glenn Beck. He's a straight talker. But you know what? He's still selling gold on the side. Anybody who's selling gold and currency, and I heard Glenn the other day, he's like, well, you know, gold and bolts will probably be the currency of the future. Glenn, seriously, what the hell happened? You know, A lot, but at the, <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, anybody that sells ad time, right? Yeah. That's that's what it's all about. They don't, they don't really... They have oh, no soul. They have I, no soul, and they've never used that warranty. I can guarantee you that. No. It's it's different if it's like Applebee's. You can get a sponsor of Applebee's and get gift cards and go get a you know terrible steak at an Applebee's. Yeah. Great. Not everybody's endorsing you know your car warranty. They don't have to worry about that stuff. They're making some... Dave Ramsey, do you think Dave Ramsey has an aftermarket warranty? No. I guarantee no. he doesn't. Well, if he does, it was provided free. Yeah. Yeah, as a gift to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so that was our number five. Sorry if I got a little emotional there, a little heated. No, I like that. I like that. And speaking of other things uh, vehicular that might grind one's gears. Um, number five. Number five. I'm actually going to say this, and I'm going to go on record. This is this is the first time. Ever? First time ever that I'm going to say hatred of EVs. Um, I know it's popular, and some of us run in circles, car circles, mm-hmm. car culture. Your traditional folks, especially people that are into older vehicles, uh, performance cars, sports cars, things like that, it's really popular to be like, oh, I'm never getting an EV. Those things are – that's crap. You know, uh, It's like you can pry the uh, internal combustion engine from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I understand that. And I, for a while I kind of was in that crowd because I just – I didn't want to admit that that's where we're at or where we're going. And I still don't think that's 100% where we need to be going. But that's beside the point. <laughs> the larger issue is I don't plan on plunking down about sixty grand to, to buy a new one anytime soon or rewire my service panel in my house to, to accommodate that. But over time, maybe this is where we're going to end up, right? I, th- I still think EVs are you know viable in some instances. I think they can be fun. You know, they can be quick, they can be sporty, and maybe, just maybe, they are the future, Eric. I don't know. But for a daily driver, they seem to make a lot of sense for many parts of us here in the U.S. Sure. And not everybody, and there's times where, you know, you can't do certain things that, uh, you know, we're used to doing. But at the same time, um, you know, leave the old stuff. If you're into old cars or you're into, you know, motorsports, you know, you got a new Porsche or something like that. You want to race on the weekends. You're probably not the EV type, but um, you know, all I care about is being able to have access to a fuel source to keep my old stuff running 
as as like a hobby, right? Mm-hmm. As, as as like an occasional driver. Um, I still want to burn some dinosaurs for a while, but I do think that EVs do serve a purpose. And you know, the other day Sarah was looking at uh, you know Chevy Bolts, and she's like, "Hey, these are pretty cheap right now. You know, for twenty five k, you can get into an EV. Sure, you might burn down your garage." Probably. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> details. Uh, but we have a detached garage and insurance, so it's fine. That's <laughs> true. Sure. But at the same time, she's like, you know, do you want to think about something like that? Just, you know, for, for driving around town, getting groceries, going yeah. to work. And, you know, for the first time in my life, I'm like, I don't know. I, I kind of thought about it. Sure. You know, so, you know, EVs aren't the devil, right? And I think you kind of share some of that sentiment. So I'm going to pass the baton over to you. Well, so I was a little more violent in my rhetoric towards yeah. this whole thing. And I think what it comes down to, and I called it hate. I called it the EV hate. I actually called mm-hmm. it Rivian hate. So if you don't know, and you've been listening, this is your first time listening to Throne Wrenches podcast, you probably don't know that we're in uh, near Peoria, Illinois, and we're actually right next door to the Rivian factory. And I'm not a huge fan of Rivian. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to ditch on them or anything like that. I just I still am suspect of the fact that they can make a business model selling trucks, you know, for the next next fifty years here in, in Bloomington, Illinois. Mm-hmm. But what kills me is we have a company that has invested billions of dollars in central Illinois and they're making a cutting edge product and yet people in central Illinois just ditch on them all the time. I don't yeah. it, it makes no sense to me. Your friends and your neighbors are working there. You know they're they're making a decent living. They're feeding back into the economy. There's people moving here. There's technology and there's other businesses starting up here because there's a factory here in yep. Central Illinois. Why would you hate on that? And uh, that that has been my biggest moan about this whole thing. I, I think that uh, again, I, I told you why I feel about Rivian. I, I just feel like people are very short sighted sometimes. They, they feel like it's maybe fun especially in, in, in this redneck neck of the woods, to uh, say, oh, you know, those EVs, they'll never last. Yeah. There's a million different excuses why they won't last. And like you said, there, there's reasons why we wouldn't have them in our garage. But, you know, the word purpose-built in the Jake Irish episode, there, an EV is purpose-built. If you need a car that commutes to and from work every day, why wouldn't you have a car that literally you plug in, and, like a golf cart? Why are there golf carts in every small town in central Illinois Going back and forth, you know, when you run up to the bar, when you run to the gas station, you get a pack of cigarettes, you're driving a little golf cart. What's the difference between buying that and a Bolt to drive to work every day? Nothing. Zero. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Actually, that's probably the best analogy. Because when you look at Florida, you look at, you know, some of these retirement communities, yeah. you look at all these other, other places that have grown, uh, like in the Ozarks, things like that. Everybody's got either a golf cart or a side-by-side. It's no different. There's no difference whatsoever. And, and actually, I think what we need to have with some of this EV stuff is EVs that are fun, that are like a golf cart. Yeah. Things that are like open-air SUV, you know, kind of uh, maybe, maybe well, like— funny you should say that. We have the 12 EVs of Christmas if you want to run down that when we're done. We should. <laughs> we should. <laughs> I really do think that there is something to that. I, I think there's there's— Something to be had. If you make EVs fun instead of utilitarian, people might actually want to buy them. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Purpose built. Yeah. (laughs) So that is our 10 pains of Christmas. It wasn't nearly as cinematic as as I'd maybe hoped it was. 
That's uh, the critics disagree. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. They, they actually, like yeah, and actually, we'd love your feedback. Info at Throwing Wrenches. You know, and Les Snow will read them off in the next show. And what's grinding your gears, too? We need to actually have, like, a listener's choice. Yeah. Because, you know, Eric and I can rant. That's <laughs> that's clear. But, uh, you know, what's stuck in your craw? Everybody's got a craw. Oh, my craw is big. <laughs> I got about... a big old craw. All right. So let's talk about the 12 EVs of Christmas. Is this a, a segment you put together? I did put this together. I don't know if you saw this. I tailed it down at no. the bottom of the document. I mean – I did put actually the 16 EVs of document or 16 EVs of Christmas. But the problem is, I don't feel like 14, 15, and 16 really exist yet. Okay. And actually, there's a couple of suspect ones there in the middle. But little, little sus. Yeah. Anyway, right. <laughs> you want to start at number 12? Yeah. All let's... right. On the 12th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a 100 and some thousand dollar GMC uh, Hummer <laughs> EV, which actually would be kind of fun. I, I've seen a couple different uh, scenarios in this where they do like an open canopy or a hard top. Yeah. But it's still stupid expensive. It's super heavy. Uh, uh, I, Sarah just sent me something. It was like a crash like a crash test thing. Oh, I haven't seen that. And she's like, this thing weighs like <laughs> 6,000 pounds or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, I'm like, yeah, the, the Cadillac weighs less. She's like, no, it doesn't. I'm and like, this is why EVs right now I think are, are still not realistic in, in the scheme. You can't weigh that much. And and. The, the battery and the electricity that, that's allowed for the capacity of that to move it makes no sense. Yeah, at it, least it, at that big. But also, let's let's not forget, Hummer doesn't stand for understated, yeah, right? Yeah. It's it's all about presence. But, but when it's we were about... kids, okay, so do you remember the gas-powered planes, like the remote-controlled planes? Yeah. And remember they start, tried to come out with, like, electric ones? But they always sucked because you couldn't get enough battery capacity to make the plane fun. Right. This is where we're at with these EVs. I, I really do believe, yeah, they're great, they're kind of cool, but they're still not gas-powered cars. You know, that, if, if they're small, if they're right size, like yes. the, the, the Hummer, the, I don't know. Yeah. Long story short, uh, neither one of us will have the dilemma yeah. of buying a $100,000 Hummer. No, so. no the Hummer's uh, out of the, the range. But on the 11th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me the Dongfang Rich 6 EV. I'm going to Google this right now. <laughs> what is the Dongfang? The Dongfang Rich 6 EV is a Nissan... Um, Conglomerate. I think it's a Nissan Frontier or whatever they call their Nissan truck in Japan. Oh, yeah, there it is. It's yeah. made in Wuhan. In Wuhan, China. It's made in the Wuhan Economic and Technology <laughs> Development Zone. Yes, there you go. <laughs> so keep an eye out for that one, kids. Wow. All right. So on the 10th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me the Alpha Motors Electric Wolf. What in God's name is that? It's actually possibly the coolest thing on the list, Daryl. Now, Alpha Motors does have a maybe a shady record because it appears that they generally have a PR group that puts together some cool, cool ideas for vehicles. It's this thing made in Irvine, California. Yes. Well, they're a little sus because they've done this before. And this is totally computer generated. Is this a real thing? That, well, they they have a uh, they have, they have a, a people collecting money in order to uh, try. Uh, look, there's a website. It makes it legit, right? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I'm yeah, sure it's, they're taking deposits. It's made on Wix.com <laughs> for free. So it's actually it looks like kind of a almost like a Ford Bronco ish. It, it reminded me of like a Subaru Brad at first when I first saw it, but yeah, yeah, it's like a regular cab little uh, Ranger truck. Yeah, small small dimensions, a cool little four by four light bar, and some hipster guy, totally like, hipster, got avocado the beard. toast, <laughs> dude. I don't know what's going on. So I'm watching this <laughs> this stupid website. The vehicles, it, it's got like 30 vehicles listed. I've never heard of this company. 
<laughs> Who were they selling? Well, you know what? All I had to do was uh, I had to search uh, EV truck startups, and that's how I ended up with these. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on the on the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me, Daryl, the Bollinger B1 Moab. Now you should be familiar with Mo, uh, Bollinger. We have that's made, the, the big one. Yeah, it is. It's a big, rough looking truck. We have uh, showcased them before a long time ago on the show. And the Moab, they have uh, the B1 and the B2. They have like an SUV, kind of like Rivian, and they have the the pickup truck. Yeah, it looks like something a sixth grader drew. Yeah. 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 But very, look, very cool. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to sell it to the U.S. military, but uh, they didn't quite get it done. Well, I can't imagine why because <laughs> it's kind of a half-baked concept. And but... everything they do is in black and white from the pictures you have there. And why don't they have doors on anything? Well, okay, never mind. There's doors. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Wow. Okay. Uh, pretty cool. That is an actual thing that may or may not exist. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me an Edison Futures EFT1 truck. Everybody loves Edison Futures, Daryl. Like, uh, they are known worldwide for the EFT1 truck. I'm sure you remember them. You probably dream of them nightly. Is that like like Thomas Edison's well, kids? Yeah, I mean, I mean we, got Nick, we got Nicola going up against Edison. I do believe we've spoken of the Edison vehicle before. It kind of looks like the Cybertruck meets a Tundra. Yeah. Is this a is this if, a real thing? Well, I mean, Edison Futures EFT. Yeah, I mean that's. I'm but, sure they're. I'm sure they're taking deposits right now, Daryl. They have a website. Are they start? Are they on the Kickstarter? Every everybody has a website. Look at oh, that. Look, look at that bad boy. Yeah, there she looks is. Looks like Lordstown had a baby with a canoe. It really does. <laughs> nice lines. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think we can actually buy one. There's a, a truck, an EF1T truck, and then a delivery van. And all these. What's the common? element here in all their websites as we peruse on my amazing laptop it's all like virtual yes they're splash ai generated you know a lot of artists right now are are, uh, bucking the ai generated trend but apparently auto manufacturers are not especially ev auto manufacturers okay on the seventh day of christmas daryl my true love gave to me the atlas xt atlas i don't know if you remember those guys they were framing up trucks out of wood and slapping uh, electric generators underneath them and driving around their their showroom. That's their a couple uh, years ago. Their prototype. Yeah, Atlas A L T I S, not as you would expect A L T A S. Carol's looking these up. Atlas X T X T. Extra tough. <laughs> the electric. Oh, and it's actually uh, trademarked Atlas. Oh, that's good. That's a start. That I mean, I would probably give more deposit for that, right? Yeah, it kind of looks like a Silverado uh, with with a Rough Country lift kit. Maybe with a Rivian front end. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Not horrible. No, and Atlas has been around since the get-go. I think since, uh, I would say even at the time of Rivian being introduced. Yeah, yeah but what's that What's that say down oh, there? It's a simulated image. Simula- oh. Simulated images. Actual production may vary, so it might not look like this at all. But that's cool. Uh, I'm sure they take your deposit. They would. Or your suppository. <laughs> On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a Nicola Badger. Oh, yeah. Nicola. They they have had nothing but good press. What is a Nicola Badger? Is well, that another truck? Remember, Nicola had the uh, the little incident where maybe the owner's or the, the chairman's brother was like uh, elected up to battery 
technology head. Remember that? We talked about that story a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. So Nikola's had some rough rough spells, but the Nikola Badger looks like a nice truck for you, Daryl. Cool. It kind of has some Ford Ranger, uh, not Ranger, uh, Raptor. Ford Raptor vibes, right? Mm-hmm. It's got the little three LEDs, the big light bar in the front, yeah. the sculpted fenders. The Actually, not a bad-looking truck, but uh, again, is this a tangible <laughs> item? Or let's, let's look generated. at the website. I'm seeing hydrogen notes here. Oh, look, at, look at the script. The script is sexy. Badger. 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 It's totally a Ford Raptor. Uh, <laughs> 980 foot-pounds of torque. That's badass. Up to 600-mile range. 906 horsepower. It's a beast. And one of those full-width, like, uh, roof yes. plexiglass things and bubbles. Kind of a neat-looking truck. I'd say maybe a little Rivian-esque. Yeah. Uh, there's a store. Can I buy one? Oh, maybe a shirt. <laughs> can buy a badge. A badger badge. A badger badge. <laughs> you don't need those. St- yeah, seriously. Uh, it's well, uh, t-shirts. All, all t-shirts. t-shirts. <laughs> on the Nicola website. Oh, women's shirts. Oh, those are great. I, I think we should just buy, you know what? That's going to be like the Patreon gift. I, I told you you're getting shirts. I'm just going to go on the the uh, Nicola website. Yeah, right. How about a flat build hat? Yeah. I think we should get some just to wear to Cars and Coffee. Yeah, people like, what? what? They don't care. <laughs> On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five <laughs> canoe trucks. Man, canoe has made the news lately. If you know canoe. They really have. Yeah, and I and I keep pushing their articles because I own some canoe stock. Are you serious? I think, I think it's Go EV is the ticker symbol on it. It's worth like $1.60 per share. But uh, canoe has gotten in bed with NASA, and I think it's gotten in bed with the U.S. military. Now, Part of their whole deal was they made like a van. It was yeah. like a, it was a, like a modular vehicle. They even talked about even being a lunar rover with this thing. But you could either take the van and like make it an all-encompassing egg like a Previa, or you could like cut the back end off and just like put a bed part on it. How cool was that though? Because some of the early photos, the press photos they had of this thing, which mm-hmm. by the way, totally simulated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they looked like an old VW Westphalia van. Yeah, yeah. I think canoe. I think Canoe may have like an odd angle in if they if they keep going for federal government money, especially during the next administration, depending on you know who gets elected for president and everything, mm-hmm. uh, they may actually live through the next generation. I think they might. I think they might. All right. Well, on the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave <laughs> to me. This one's perfect for you. Is it a Lordstown endurance truck <laughs> EV? All right, so Lordstown, as we've talked about time and time again, Mm -hmm. is the pride of Lordstown, Ohio, former GM factory town, and also the home of one of Eddie Money's greatest venues. Almost saw him play at the the mall there in Youngstown. I saw him one time on a commercial. Really? Yeah. Two tickets to Paradise. Two two tickets to Paradise with him. Lordstown, of course, uh, an EV truck maker, and they've had some... Big time shakeups, but uh, maybe things are going to, sh- you know, work out for them. They seem to be staying the course, and they actually have kind of a Rivian Challenger, if you will. Um, How did they get twenty twenty three North American Truck of the Year? That's what the website says, and they actually have like actual prototypes <laughs> it's in not real even life. Twenty twenty three yet. Well, they're from the future, Eric. Oh, so okay, right, they I'm went sorry. into the future and then came back to. Bring us this it's gift. Like, it's like Looper, but somebody didn't get shot yet. Right. And also, everybody that works at Lordstown looks like Nick Offerman. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Um, seriously cool if they can pull this off. American-made SUV. 
um, truck, EV. As future. long as the Foxconn employees aren't throwing themselves off the roof, they'll be great. Yeah, absolutely. So that brings us to the top three. Yeah. And on the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a Rivian R1T. Made in normal Illinois. Beautiful. At the former Mitsubishi plant. Uh, of course, we're apologists for the Rivian plant. We talked about them earlier in the episode. Rivian has uh, secured bids with Amazon. They recently lost a big bid with Mercedes, which I constantly tell people, this is all corporate espionage. It's, you know, Ford dropped out when they were talking about making Lincoln trucks over there. Mercedes dropped out. You know, oh, we're not going to build vans with you. It literally is, let's hop into bed with the Rivian guys. Let's see what they know. Yeah. And then let's get out because we probably know more than they do. Or we don't want to do things the same way they do. So... It's a learning thing. They they learn what they want to do and what they don't. Regardless, the Rivian R1T seems to be here to stay for right now. We see them getting shipped out all the time. When I was headed uh, on the interstate the other day, I think I saw three or four transports of them going out west. So, so they're being made, and that parking lot is full of employees working, so I do appreciate that. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a Ford F-150 Lightning EV. And actually, I will say this. I actually like this truck. Well, and that's why I put it at number two, because I think of all, I mean, really, of all the vehicles on this list, besides the Rivian, yeah. is this the most viable? I think it is, because you can actually get one. You can order one. You can <laughs> drive this thing around. <laughs> I've seen a few of these. Have you seen a couple on the no, road? No, I don't. I, you know, we were at the ICC Power Day, and I saw one, but that's that's the only time I've ever seen one. I've seen two or three, um, and I, I will be honest with you. Two of them were the, the loaded, real nice, like Lariat or whatever, you know, nice, mm-hmm. nicely optioned ones. And the one that I really liked, and I went and Googled it later, it's kind of like a contractor special. It's the stripped down one. Really? Yeah. It's the type of if, if you were like an architect or, you know, a plumber or something like that, you needed a truck, um, an EV version of this thing. It's about forty forty five k. It's not flashy. You don't have all the the blingy rims and all the you know stupid stuff you need. But it's the same power plant. It's the same you know EV range. All that stuff, and it's a pretty affordable rig. And I thought, you know what? If you wanted a truck bed to haul stuff. Even if you needed to tow something across town, it'd be perfect for it. For you know, the crew cab, plenty of room inside. Mm-hmm. Honestly, for with, prob- a, with a frunk, yeah, with the frunks, you can actually put you know your junk in the frunk. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think for most people, I, I want to, I, I don't want to assume. I want to say for sixty-five percent of truck buyers, this is the truck you need, especially in this day and age. Sure, there's people that own F one fifties. That have no business, and I I don't want to judge. Well, think about my Tundra that sits in the in the barn. Yeah, ninety nine percent of the time, she, my wife drives it six seven times a year. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's 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 a useful tool. Yeah, but I'm know. not going to rent a truck every time I need to pull a horse trailer. But what if you had something like that where it didn't really cost you that much to run? Mm-hmm. You know, you probably drive a truck more often. And right? if I knew I could get it to last ten years, yeah, it's worth it. Go to Farm and Fleet, buy your. You know, whatever you, whatever you buy at Farm and Fleet. Yeah, you know, horse stuff. Horse stuff. <laughs> salt. Stuff, stuff salt. Lots of salt and feed. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. I think this is the most practical one of all. But I'm going to leave the top choice, mm. the number one creme de la creme. Well, the creme de la creme, yeah, you know this one had to be number one. It, it, folks, if you haven't been following along at all, you know we're an apologist. On the first day of Christmas, Daryl, mm-hmm. my true love gave to me a Tesla Cybertruck. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Hit it. There we go. Now, 
unlike the Rivian R1T and unlike the Ford F-150 Lightning, the Tesla Cybertruck actually hasn't hit the lot. But we have to imagine at this point that it's going to happen. Uh, I think production has started on these vehicles, and you have to know with Elon that if he says he's going to make something, it will eventually show up. Maybe a couple of years late. Now, as long as Twitter's not involved, I think this truck will will survive. Bulletproof glass, stainless steel body, hmm, who knows? But it definitely is a cutting-edge look. And you know what? If I was living in the uh, the Blade Runner future that was promised to me, I think the Rivian, or, you know, the, oh, sorry, not the Rivian, the <laughs> Tesla Cybertruck is probably the vehicle that I would expect Rutger Hauer to pull up in and probably kill me. I think that is the best description of why somebody needs to buy a Tesla Cybertruck. <laughs> you really do. We we grew up in an era where this type of thing was promised. Yes. Right? This yes. is the future. Jetpacks and flying cars, that's a even for people who grew up wanting a cool future, yeah. like yeah, that's a little crazy. Can I just get the cool thing here? Uh and I think that hopefully is going to actually, you know, materialize. What I mean, I, who says a truck has to look like a Ford F150? Yeah, exactly. And, and who says I mean, the, the long bed and, and being able to reach in behind the cab to grab stuff? I mean, is that really practical for most people? This, this long wedge shape that he has there. I mean, for most people, remember the um, what was the GMC where they had the uh, the roof that slid on the SUV? That was the Envoy XUV. Yeah, and and I think that and the Avalanche and stuff like that. Those are really actually. Good designs and practical ideas yeah. for consumers. Hard to execute because it does require a lot of technology, especially right. when you think about those cars being made in the late 90s, early 2000s. Seriously. Yeah. 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 They didn't hold up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you talk to any Avalanche owner, like, yeah, the back window leaked all the time. Yeah. Or if you, uh, my friend Greg and Cindy actually owned a, an ex, a, one of those Envoys, and they were great yeah. until, like, the back window regulator broke. And then, the, you know, you have to only go through the GM dealer to get the BART and yeah it's just there's there's some execution issues but at the same time nobody else was doing anything like no, that no and i think i think that the cyber truck makes decent use of 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 what people really would use a truck for in this in this space so it it doesn't have to look like a regular truck yeah. why why are we so consumed with it doesn't look the same as everything else on the road. Well, in design also, that that's what drives innovation. People don't necessarily buy something because they need it, right? It, it's bec- They see something like, oh, that's cool. I have to have that. Yeah. And the Cybertruck is just like that. It, it You have to have something cool like that or like the Rivian. It happens to be an electric vehicle. Yeah. But it's a cool looking. Yeah, truck. And it draws it draws your eye. I don't. Yeah. You know what? If you're going to buy anything that's going to be unique, it's, well, I mean, this is the same thing with hypercars, supercars. I mean, the car has to look different, right? And I, I would I would say the same thing. The Ford F one fifty Lightning, as much as we just said it was practical, it would be the truck to get. If I'm driving an F one fifty Lightning and I pull into a parking lot and I pull up against a couple other trucks, do I want to stand out? Yeah. Do I want to look different than the other guys? Because I want everybody to know this is an EV. And certainly the Rivian would do that, and the, the Cybertruck would do that as well. Just need to make it out of stainless or the, steel. Or the canoe. You know. <laughs> the canoe. The canoe. Actually, you know, there, there's there's definitely room in the playing field for some new innovator. But let's face it, who the, the, the field is pretty full right now. Yeah. Well, and we gave you a couple of marginal selections, but uh, I, think, I think we gave you an idea. There's a lot of people working on this project. I think so, too. And on that note... Uh, I think it's probably time to wrap 
this 2023 Christmas show. Eric, what is your wish for the world for 2023? For oh, you year? know what? Uh, that uh, World World Cup soccer is no longer an issue. No. <laughs> you don't have to see World Cup updates in your newsfeed ever. Uh, I'm, with, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. No, I don't really have any. You know what? Uh, just love one another. You know, take care of each other. If you see somebody you need help them out. That's that's my wish. So that's really good. Mine is to, uh, in the words of Warren Zevon, enjoy every sandwich. Oh, yes. yes. That's... Actually, I got a concert alert for Warren Zevon the other day, and I was a little disconcerted because Warren's dead, so I'm not sure who's he like playing. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who's playing, but I'm, I'm kind of interested in buying tickets for it. So, <laughs> Is it Zevon with like three N's? Exactly. Right. I had a picture of Warren. That's a little weird. Hey, listen, it's been a great year. 2022, uh, you know, what? It hasn't been the best year, but it hasn't been the worst year, and we certainly appreciate your support, and I look forward to seeing you guys all in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. Send us uh, an email if you get a chance, info at thronewrenches.com, and we do appreciate We read everything, seriously. Oh, Eric, Daryl and I pass them back and forth. It's a ride. Yeah, Eric reads everything five times. <laughs> I do. I scour it for, for spelling errors. <laughs> he forwards it I don't me. think this guy has good grammar, Daryl. I think he might be a listener to another car podcast. Maybe, maybe. But uh, seriously, we do appreciate everything. And appreciate the support from all the fans here in, uh, in the last couple of years. We've been doing this thing here for, what, four or five years now? It's crazy. It's it is insane. absolutely insane when you think about it. And we only look forward to uh, you know to the new year with, with much anticipation. And uh, I just keep waiting for Daryl to say, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm out. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. About five more years. All right. Later. Yeah, five years, folks. See ya. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. ho.